0: Welcome to the Sent From Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at SentFromDisneyland or on my website, SentFromDisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from Patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons Tania, Eric Daniels, Monica Seats Vega, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Mary Henderson, and Sheila Harry. C-Ticket patrons, Series inquiries Only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Ruby McDowell, Grace Coate, Scott Cagle, Ben and Noel Bruning, and Patty Wool, B-Ticket Patron, the Disney Rewind Podcast. And to the A-Ticket Patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelica Nablock, and the All Aboard Podcast, I am your host, your post-host Clocky. And today, we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has four images of Disneyland, with Sleeping Beauty Castle, the Mark Twain, and if you look closely you can see the top of the Matterhorn, a Jungle Cruise boat passing the hippo pool, and the entrance to Tomorrowland with the people mover. In the center of the card is the word, Disneyland in red Gothic type. On the back it reads, 1 Sleeping Beauty Castle, 2 Mark Twain Steamboat, 3 Jungle Cruise, 4 Tomorrowland. It's postmarked July 12, 1968 with a Mount Pelier, Idaho cancel and a five-cent gray and white George Washington postage stamp, Scott number 1213. I assume they visit the park on Monday, July 8th, when park hours were from 8 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 89 and a low of 68. It's addressed to a Jan Nelson of Kiowa, Kansas. It reads, Hi, we went to Disneyland yesterday, July 8th. It was really fun. On the front of the card, picture number four, the blue and yellow cars on the ramp thing were called people movers. Sorry this is so sloppy. I'm in the car. Susan. I'm recording and releasing this episode before any official announcement is made at the D23 Disney convention in Anaheim. There are rumors that we may get an update on the people mover attraction being renovated and brought back to the park. The people mover is easily one of my top five extinct Disneyland attractions that I personally experience and would love to see back in the park. Until then, here's some history of the People Mover. The initial concept of the People Mover came from the Ford Motor Company. During the 1964 World's Fair, the Ford Motor Company offered a tour of their facilities to Walt and Imagineer John Hench. Walt and John went and saw firsthand how Ford's assembly line worked. Walt was fascinated by the mechanical engineering that seamlessly moved heavy and large pieces of metal to each station. He asked John if there was a way to move theme park guests in a similar way. John worked with another Imagineer, Roger Brogy, see episode forty of this podcast sent with Roger Brogy. Their design ended up being the basis for the People Mover. The basic concept is there's no engine on the ride vehicle. It was instead powered by a motor system on the track. Walt even incorporated the People Mover as part of his experimental prototype city of tomorrow, or Epcot for short. Walt was aware of public transportation issues, and with Epcot, Wanted to have the People Mover as a way for residents to get from their homes to the city center for work, school, or recreation. I'm currently organizing all my stamps from Enfield Post and getting ready to use some on my Patreon postcards and even some holiday cards later in the year. You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E N F I E L D. P-O-S-T, on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has the Matterhorn looking over Tomorrowland. You can also see the Tomorrowland rocket jets, the Skyway, and in the center of the postcard is the loading and unloading area for the People Mover. On the back, it reads Tomorrowland. The mighty Matterhorn offers a spectacular backdrop to soaring rocket jets high above Disneyland's Tomorrowland. Below, the People Mover, a unique new concept in transportation, prepares to take guests on an exciting tour through this fascinating world of the future. It's postmarked August 22, 1972, with the U.S. Postal Service cancel and an eight cent deep claret Eisenhower postage stamp, Scott number 1395. I assume they visit the park on Saturday, August 19th, when park hours were from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. The weather was a high of 79 and a low of 62. It's addressed to Aronda Rhonda Egidio of Irwin, Pennsylvania. It reads, Hi Rhonda, we went to Disneyland on Saturday. Wish you had been with us, Mom and Dad. In 1967, the People Mover attraction opened with the rest of New Tomorrowland. Although Walt's vision was to have the People Mover be a form of transportation, the Disneyland and eventually the Disney World People Mover took guests from a central Tomorrowland hub, around Tomorrowland, and back to the same hub. One of the great innovations of the People Mover was that it continued to move. The platform that guests would use to board the People Mover cars moved along with the cars, making loading and unloading of the ride vehicles almost seamless. As I mentioned before, the ride vehicles had no motor propelling them forward. The track housed Goodyear tires pushing the cars along the route. Goodyear was the original sponsor of the People Mover. The constant motion of the People Mover fit the New Tomorrowland theme of A World on the Go, and due to its expansive track, was one of the most visible attractions in the land. The attraction began with guests boarding the ride vehicle and heading down towards the hub in Main Street, USA. It then took a left into the show building for Adventures Through Inner Space, which eventually changed to Star Tours. Guests could see a preview of the attraction queue before heading out to the top of the Mission to Mars show building. In 1977, there were two major changes to this section. One was the addition of Space Mountain, and guests would be able to catch a glimpse of the Space Mountain ride vehicles flying by, and the addition of the Super Speed Tunnel in the America Sings building. The Super Speed Tunnel included projections of cars racing next to the People Mover, which only ran at 6 miles per hour. This would change again in the early 80s, which saw the addition of the Tron projections replacing the super-speed tunnel projections. Most of the rest of the track wound its way through Tomorrowland, and finished by running parallel with the monorail station and going into the Circle Vision show building. The ride vehicles would then come out of that building near the Tomorrowland entrance. It would then hint back to the PeopleMover loading and unloading platform. I say platform since the PeopleMover track was essentially at the second-story level of Tomorrowland. Unfortunately, the People Mover was closed in 1995 and replaced by the rocket rods, which did not last long. It's sad to see the abandoned track around all of Tomorrowland, but with any luck, there may be, or has been, an announcement made at the D23's 2022 Parks and Experiences Panel. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by a paper artist, Russ Romano. I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. front of my incoming postcard has five palm trees reflected in calm waters. In the distance, you can see the final light of a sunset. On the bottom of the card, it reads, Coconut Lagoon. It's postmarked September 1st, 2022, with a Honolulu, Hawaii, Thinking of You Cancel, and a Red Barn Forever postcard postage stamp, Scott number 5547. It reads, Clocky, how are you? I hope you're well. I came to Kauai for a few days. It's super peaceful. I did a boat tour, and it was amazing. Timothy Thank you so much for the postcard, Tim. This is a good reminder to pack my vintage Tahoe postcards and some stamps. I'll be heading there this weekend. I always pack a few extra stamps when I'm traveling, although I do most of my postcard sending from Disneyland. It's always fun to send a few cards out from other places I visit. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard address to sentfromdisneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639 This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent from Disneyland podcast.